Greetings, nerds. This is Dana Nerd. I'm your host, Sarah Belmont, and with me, as always, is our Mr. Producer, Will Paul. How are you doing tonight, Will? I'm doing very well, Sarah. Welcome back from the holidays. Miss chatting with you. Yeah, yeah, I miss chatting with you, too. I, yeah. I don't know why I did that voice. It just happened. Uh, that's okay. That's okay. It, it, was your miss, it was your missing me voice. <laughs> I don't think anybody has one of those. I don't. Uh, <laughs> I don't. I don't maybe subconsciously, so. yeah. <laughs> I don't think so. Yeah. So I heard that you were busy finally getting caught up on homecoming. Yeah, I finally did. I finally did. And, uh, you know, it, uh, I will freely admit that I enjoyed the series, but it's it's definitely a, a slow burn. Uh, but it's, there's definitely points in it that's worth the payoff. What points? Um, I think when we get, I don't want to, you know, spoiler alert, if you haven't watched it, um, and, you know, fast forward to our, our talk about other things. But I, for, for me, I think it was the, the, the moment when uh, Julia Roberts' character uh, figured out what was going on as far as the, uh, the experiments that they were doing at the facility. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and just the scene, if I, if I recall the scene, I think it was, she was just in her office. It was very empty. It was her, her basically just you know, doing stuff with her hands and organizing her desk and just, just the emotions that she was, that she was, that she was feeling when, um, she, you know, when she figured this out. And so it, that was one of the highlights uh, for me, uh, and, and also just uh, her relationship with Walter throughout, and and then also seeing how uh, Walter, as the experiment continued uh, and the conditioning continued, uh, how he was starting to lose like all the memories of the things and the jokes and stories that they told, but but then at the at the end of the of the series, uh, at least into the first season, because there is a second season. Um, it seemed, you know, when he started to make the connection about their um, time together at at the uh, at the center. So, so hmm. there's a lot of different ways I could ask a question following yeah. that. Um, there's almost too many questions. <laughs> <laughs> Um, because as you were talking, I was just going, reminding myself of everything that occurred in Homecoming. And the thing about Homecoming is the first five episodes you can watch in the trailer. Like the trailer for that show, I really found to be the first five episodes. I wasn't into it at all. And then the moment you start to really understand what they're doing to the patients and more importantly, what happened to her. Mm-hmm. I thought I thought it was fascinating because everything that is shown is almost shown in reverse in a weird way. It is. Because you first meet her mm-hmm. and meet her in the future, which shout out to Sam Esmail. Like, I love him. But I think it's a pretty genius idea for how he decided to design the the screen of the future in that old form format with the black bars. Yeah. Yeah. So it almost made you feel like the future was the past and the past was the future, but it was yep. all in reverse. Exactly. 
and and the fact that all of the files and just watching the investigator go through everything and the machines that were the technology it all felt old school Mm -hmm. and it was really interesting to figure out that that's actually what's the future and that 2018 is the past right right so and then and i agree walter and her connection is really strong um I liked it as soon as we got to the later half of the season, the later half episode eight, when both investigator and um, Julia Roberts character wind up at the center. Yeah. It's a masterpiece. Yeah, like, yeah. like there are moments watching that where I am very confused and wondering if they're both in the same facility at the same time like at different yeah, times. Exactly. I'm, I'm like trying to figure out, but both are after the same thing. And it, it was just, it was so beautiful. And that's the episode that reminded me why this is Sam Esmail's show. Like that aligns with everything he did in Mr. Robot season three runtime error yep. so much. It does. It does. Like if, if listeners watch homecoming, Watch that episode and then go check out Mr. Robot season three episode title runtime error. If you appreciate the direction, you'll see it in both of those. Like you will. Yeah. they're brilliant. Yeah. And I have to admit now as creepy as the relationship between Walter and her was at some points, because this guy, the actor who plays Walter is younger than me. <laughs> <laughs> no, he really is. I looked yeah. it up. And so it kind of is creepy at some points where I'm like, I see the chemistry, but knowing how big of an age difference, I'm also like, I don't know if it's kind of a weird um, mother-son relationship, friend. I don't know if there's romance here. I, I don't have no idea what's going on. Yeah. But the final scene in the diner really did get to me. Like... The idea that you spent all of this time find, figuring out this mystery, find, leading yourself to this person who, who was just as affected as you were in all of it. And, and also realizing that there's a lot of emotional baggage tied up into this individual. Do you continue? Do, do, is it is it like that completion um completist uh, mentality where i have to find them like this is my mission this is my purpose but if i do find them what happens then like do we just fall back into this weird circle pattern mm-hmm. i don't know yeah yeah i mean everything you said i agree whole wholeheartedly and uh don't i can't really add much much to that um it, it maybe just with the end, I will just say this: that um, at, in their relationship, um, it, yeah, it, it was interesting that they just focused on, on their relationship. It would have been, I think, and it added to the mystery of it if because it didn't show her interactions with the other patients in in, a, in the therapeutic setting. Uh, so we, we know, we don't know if she just, clearly they had Walter and her character had a definite connection, but we don't know if it's like that with all the care, all the other 
uh, people. I mean, there was like the, the one other therapist in the facility where he was just, you know, lends me to the think that it was not just by how hostile he was and mm-hmm. always, uh, you know, reporting on her. Uh, and I think part of that motivation was just not ruining the experiment because, uh, Bobby, uh, kind of Ollie's character, uh, mm-hmm. was, um, you know, it was all bottom line and whole military industrial complex and just how the government just basically sees these soldiers at this facility as, as just widgets to, uh, you know, retrain them and then send them back into combat and just, you know, use them over and over again. So there's just so many, like, little, so many levels in that, in the story that mm-hmm. could just could be unpacked. Um, but I, I like the fact that they only, uh, had this, each episode be 30 minutes and really keep the, keep it overall pretty, pretty tight. Uh, yeah. But there's so many things that they can unpack and, and maybe they'll explore some of those in season two. I don't know. Right. Right. It, it's, it's very much like he, he, Sam Esmail, he went about it the similar way that he went about season one of Mr. Robot. Mm-hmm. I know what I want to share and what I want to hold back on. Yeah. And if the viewers like it, then I'll get a season two and I'll be able to elaborate more. But yeah, yeah. but def- but if, uh, for our listeners, if you've heard the buzz about it, uh, go check it out. It, you know, watch it when you're, um, relatively alert and fresh. Don't, don't do it as a, a late, as if you're kind of tired because, um, it is, it is a slow burn. Um, and you could easily, if you're tired or whatever, easily fall asleep on it. Not because it's, it's bad. It's just, it's just a very, the pace is such that it's very, uh, it's very slow at times. But, uh, but the story is very compelling at the same time. Yeah. All right. So we're going to switch gears and go from something slow to something very fast. Yeah. And talk some flash. I wanted to lead off with the flash tonight um, okay. because I have some strong opinions yep. <laughs> about our scarlet. Drop we haven't talked. We haven't talked about the flash in a while, so it's yeah. Let's hear it. We have it, and um, I'm gonna get out my soapbox. <laughs> this All right, I got the popcorn ready. The hell out of me. <laughs> <laughs> no, and this this episode bothered a really irritated me watching it because the trailer was really emotional. Mm-hmm. It made me feel like we were going to have a, a great return to form villain wise mm-hmm. and almost like um, that, that infamous zoom episode in the beginning of season two, where zoom drags Barry around central city oh. and breaks his back. Like, yeah. like that kind of moment. Yeah. Did not happen. Nope. Nope, it did, did not. Not happen. And it, it, I really need the Flash writers to start leaving their room and going and hanging out with the Arrow writers or the Supergirl writers and heck, even the Legend of Tomorrow writers. You know, you know, just, just get some breath, fresh air. I don't know, a new outlook on life because this was really choppy. I, there were three main plots. 
I have no idea what the connective thread between these three plots was. And there were points where I entirely forgot that Cicada was um, we were doing this whole Cicada plot plot line. And every time he would return, I would be like, oh, yeah, that's that puts a hold on this. There, there's such great material between Nora and Barry that I felt was wasted in this episode. Yeah. Very overshadowed, underplayed, too quickly resolved. And I find it ironic because at the beginning of the season, I was very worried that they were going to do this to the Iris and Nora rift. Mm-hmm. Well, they didn't do that. They actually gave that all the necessary time. But... But now she's mad at her dad, and and by the end of the episode, she gets it because she wants to be a hero, too. Yeah. And, and I'm like, I I don't understand. That seems way too simple. <laughs> that Well, that you're right. And I, I wish they had explored that more as far as her being angry at Barry. And I will say... I, I, uh, in the episode's defense, I will say, uh, not because I'm a Flash apologist, just because I like the way Jessica uh, Parker Kennedy played Nora, and and I will say the writers did do a good job of where she was very selfish in her reasoning, and and understandable because you know she has she knows the future, she knows that her father is going to die, so. You know, the motivations were very good as far as from a storytelling standpoint. And her, the way she acted it was very uh, convincing and and not uh, not annoying, where it could easily have gone from very earnest to very, very grating. And and it never did. so, so there was that, but like you, I, I, I wasn't anticipating the way they, they, you're right, the way that they had portrayed the, the episode, there was going to be a, the first epic showdown between Barry and Cicada and, um, you know, Barry lost big time. I mean, we've had a little, we had the moment where, uh, in, um, the Cisco episode where they've had a, a, a mini showdown. Mm-hmm. But but um, but yeah, this was was not what it was played up to be. Um, you know, I, I just for me, I felt the episode it was it was okay. Um, you know, we we've talked. I I found the cicada origin storyline. Uh, say yet, say yet. Yeah, it didn't move <laughs> me. It, it I, I mean, I saw what they were trying to do. And, um, Supergirl I, I, did it better. Huh? Er, Supergirl did it Supergirl better. Supergirl did it a lot better. You know, whether, you know, they, and even the origins, let me stay on this before I get on the web, Weather Wizard. But with the Cicada storyline, it, we've had, I feel like the last two seasons, the villains in this show have been very underwhelming. Mm-hmm. And, you know, these are supposed to be, the you know the bow was supposed to be as great as adversary ever. Uh, Cicada has 
this motivation to kill all, all the metas. But so far, Cicada has just felt like just another run-of-the-mill villain of the week. Mm-hmm. And I felt this episode where they had they had many good things that they could have worked with with him becoming coming from you know Deadbeat, who you know they 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 tried to set it up with his you know getting his niece um, custody of her because his sister being killed by a meta, uh, and then later with the 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 satellite during the Enlightenment, but it's just. It's, it still just feels like very thin, very villain of the week. And quite frankly, there's some villains of the week or, or some rogues like, you know, I, I, like Weather Wizard, for example, that I would much rather would have seen that on the screen a whole heck of a lot more this episode than this episode within Cicada because I just feel like, okay, yeah, I, I get it. That moved me too much. Uh, I don't see how this is going to carry a whole season um, because, you know, they are, they have front-loaded everything. So, yeah, I just like, okay, get on with it. <laughs> have them show down and then move on to the next villain because so far Cicada has been very, very the weakest link so far this season. I – other than, other, other, than, other than Sherlock Wells, Sherlock Wells is the weakest link. <laughs> then <Cicadas>. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, we'll we'll talk about Sherlock, um, but Sherlock. I don't I don't know if Cicada's a weak link. I um the writing of Cicada has been very weak. Yes, and thanks for clarifying. This that. episode yeah. just just blew my mind of missed opportunities and just poor writing because honestly, this is why I want them to talk to the Supergirl writers. Supergirl just a few weeks ago gave us a full episode of Ben Lockwood's origin story and how he became agent Liberty. We fully understand his motivation. He fully, he, he, um, they gave us a perspective and how he views this world that we've seen only through Kara's eyes for so long. And, and that was refreshing and, and new and very well spent time. They're not spending any time on Cicada. Right. Now it also may be because they may have made a poor casting choice. I'm sorry. Something that bothered me again this episode was his voice does not match his face. <laughs> That's the way I can put it. It doesn't match. And at some points I'm like, is, is that how he really sounds or is that fake? And then there's a scene towards the end where it's a normal voice. And I'm like, what is happening here? I don't, I don't get this. Yeah. And yeah. there, you're just shown these weird glimpses where you, I'm sorry, I'm going to throw the kid under the bus now. The kid isn't a good actor, and it was it all felt forced. It didn't feel like there was really any connection except for the fact that his sister, who we never meet, we never understand that relationship, was killed right. by Amanda. He's forced to to um to take care of this child. Yeah. We don't see 
any of the real struggle. We see maybe one argument and then before we know it, all is better. And then the world goes to hell. Yeah. I don't, it just yeah. was rushed. It, there was no time. There was no true development. And then it was really odd at the end how they lingered on the fact that he didn't blame the metas. He actually blamed himself. It was the doctor who brought up the metas being the problem. Yeah. Which, okay, so now you're telling me we've spent seven episodes building up a villain, and he's not really even the mastermind behind this. He's a puppet. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like I... Yeah. Next... Next season, no. <laughs> <laughs> well, they have. Well, I think it's just, you know, I think you you identified one problem. I think that the production team and the writers are are have with the Flash right now, and I have to commend the the Supergirl team for doing this. It's okay if you need to sideline the supporting mm-hmm. characters for an episode. It's okay, y'all. You have 22, 23 episodes, you know, you mm-hmm. can do it. And and really use the time to fully develop this character. Um, and I know we'll talk about Arrow, which, you know, did that, you know, beautifully uh, yep. this week. It's okay. Um, and because it really, because we've had glimpses of this character, of, of this origin already this season. I mean, we, we knew the thought, you know, we knew the niece was there. We basically, we just, you know, the only thing they basically fleshed out for us in this episode was one, it was not his daughter, it's his niece. And. Because that uh, makes it better. Yeah. <laughs> Much more interesting. What? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, okay. You know, so, okay. So Joe was wrong, but I mean, Joe was right in the sense that there was a familial family relationship there. They had the usual, usual trope of like, you know, they they were forced together and and hated each other and then of course you know something happens and then they he decides to turn himself around and and then you know the enlightenment happens and then boom now he's evil but you're right it was just too rushed and they would have been better off they would have better served quite frankly just dropping the weather wizard weather witch story and spending more time um, fleshing out this this origin of of, of cicada this episode or, or don't even have cicada at all in the episode because there's a very good parallel between weather witch weather wizard nor and barry yeah but was, yeah it was, I was we kept, oh sorry we we kept jumping back and forth between the two mm-hmm. and it just it, it gave neither not enough time to neither plots um plot points and therefore we just got this weird combination of the two which felt very incomplete and unfair yeah 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 because I, I agree with you there i think they would have been better served to see the drop to, yeah if they had to yeah just drop one of the storylines that just focused on yeah weather wizard and because we haven't seen weather wizard in forever no and and, and there was you know and his story you know his you know I mean, he he was flat out like, dude, I'm a I'm a criminal, and 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 he left because he he thought it would be for the best mm-hmm. for for her not to uh, 
uh, be around a rogue. And 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 given Barry and and Excesses and Nora's storyline, I think those two things would have been better to play off each other. Uh, especially, you know, in reverse, because you have, um, you know, Weather Witch who does, you know, who basically wants to kill her dad, and that was, I mean, it was a funny moment as far as like, you know, dropping a truck on him. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it, it was, it was kind of like, oh. That just came out of nowhere, <laughs> literally. Yeah, I could have sworn that was going to be Ralph, like, yeah, and we were yeah. going to see a flattened version of Ralph. Yeah. Which, yeah. where was he this episode? Like, yeah. it's weird that now that I think about it, he wasn't in it at all. Right. But, Especially yeah. how much it built up trying to integrate him as part of the quote the Flash family. Yeah. Um, but um, but they did give an opportunity to to you know, now since they brought back Killer Frost, they're like, oh now well you know. We'll just give Ralph a little little break this week so we can have some moments that probably would have been written for Ralph, but now they wrote it for Killer Frost in that mm-hmm. that end scene. Yeah. Shout out though to Cisco. Cisco was giving the given the hilarious joke of where's Helen Hunt? Yeah. Um, I appreciated that joke and it's <laughs> it was really <laughs> funny for me. Um they I I also I liked Caitlin, Cisco, and Sherlock hanging out, getting all bent out of shape about Thanksgiving and everything. Yeah. I thought that was funny. Yeah. Um, I find it very odd how we go from seasons of talking about The Flash and every episode that we break down, it always feels like Harry is brought up at some point um, mm-hmm. or Harrison Wells or yeah. your bard one, Tom Cavanaugh, essentially. This season, I feel like we've barely ever talked about him. Like, he's just there. Yeah. And we're focused on so many of the other characters that, for someone who at one point was a very critical piece of this cast, I don't care if he's there or not. Like, there's something about it where I'm just like, it's... It's not any of those characters who came before, and therefore I'm not invested in Sherlock. And if he dies, he dies. Yeah. Tom Cavanaugh will just be on again next season. Yep. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not. Yeah. Sherlock or Sherlock or whatever the hell he decides to pronounce it this particular week. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It, it, this is the. Yeah. Uh, you know. I, I, I long for HR now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I miss HR and obviously I, I miss Harry and I, I, I really wish they had allowed for Harry to stay, stay around. I understand they carried that arc as far as they could have. And so I guess they wanted to try something new, but um, yeah, you're right. This, uh, this iteration of Wells could be any, I mean, hell the, the German Wells would have been, I think more interesting now looking at it uh, uh, from the first couple episodes this season when they were introducing Sherlock. Yeah, and also that reminds me, the name joke, it does not have to be stated every episode. Right, like, right. let it go. Let it go. Yeah, it's let not it shway. Go. It's not shway at all. <laughs> no, it's not shway. It's not shway. Well, we'll we'll see. Next week it appears that we're going to get some classic Harrison Wells slash yeah. Eobard Thawne 
And and also just a clap. Please don't let me down with the trailer, but just a classic flash episode of going back in time, revisiting old foes to learn how to defeat Cicada, which is weird. Okay, yeah. I'm just gonna throw it out there. Yeah, he, he's, we, we did. Yeah, did, was it season two or season three where we did that, uh, where he went back in time to meet with the Bard? I want to say season two. Season three, he went to the future. To figure out right. a way to right. beat right. Savitar. Yeah. Season two, there is a episode where he goes back, and then I like it because they they really were able to blend the Flash team of season one mm-hmm. with Barry from season two. It was it was good. It was yeah. just good. That was and, good. Yeah. And that moment when when you see in the trailer Nora and Barry standing behind Har- Harrison Wells. You're just like, oh, this is going to be good. It's going to, yeah, yeah. But, you know, I've been let down before. <laughs> uh, there's a lot riding on this episode. I mean, it's the 100th episode. Uh, they are doing callbacks and returning to earlier uh, parts of the timeline. And um, I, I sent you, I emailed you this uh Timeline chart that someone did <laughs> found today when I was uh, uh, on Twitter, and somebody was explaining the, the various timelines for the Flash, and so I feel like I'm gonna have to have that one up, that website up when I'm watching the episode to make sense of all the various continuities and paradoxes that are going on in the storytelling at this point. Yeah, I'm looking at it. Wow. I mean, someone spent. I'll, I'll I'll put it on our page. Someone spent a lot of uh, a lot of time and effort to uh, to take the timelines and break them down from you know from the viewer's perspective. And it's really good work too. I was like, oh yeah, now that makes sense. Uh, so yeah, we'll we'll definitely share it uh, uh, so that our listeners can, can can look at it and and use it to whenever your your head starts to hurt. Uh, trying to keep track of all the various times Barry's broken the timeline and created new ones. This, this someone has created a chart for you. Yeah, no, I think that's needed for anybody who's like, "Hey, The Flash seems like a cool show. Let me try to jump on board." Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. it's too complicated. <laughs> you have to start <laughs> from the beginning. Yeah. Um, a show that currently doesn't necessarily need any chart explanation, um, but has a lot going for it this season is Arrow. Yeah. James Bamford behind the camera again. You know, your buddy, your uh, best friend, your pal. Yeah. My pal, yeah. Yeah, Bam Bam. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're fan, yeah, yeah, we're fan, yeah, part of fan club, definitely. <laughs> slab side redemption so I've, I've said it on the show I don't watch Arrow for the action I stand by that statement even having watched this um, I I understand why everybody is saying it's the best episode of Arrow ever I get it um, it's a good episode it's not my favorite. I don't think it's the best. I prefer other more subtle episodes. But I also, I, something that was made very clear to me watching this one is that, um, 
I remember during the hiatus, you told me that I should I shouldn't be worried about the flash because the writers have promised that there's going to be different arcs and they're not going to let things drag on too long. Now, we've just I've just submitted my complaints about the flash. So we know that's not necessarily happening at the moment. But Arrow. Yeah. Like they've managed to perfectly craft a seven season, seven episode arc. Oliver's in prison. What happens? This is what this was what it will be. It's not going to be a one day fix and suddenly he's out. No, and a prison arc that has a, a strong conclusion. Now we're going to get a tease of what life for Oliver's out, outside of um, prison, and then we're going to go into the crossover and. Um, season or part B of season seven later this year, next year. I don't yeah. know what year. Yeah, twenty. Yeah, it'll be. Yeah, it'll be twenty nineteen. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I, I guess what I'm just saying is that to me, I really like how they crafted these seven episodes as a collective. Mm-hmm. Like, I can imagine sitting down and binging these seven episodes and having no problem. And it was cohesive. It all built up to something. And then you have the final showdown, which is very much like a comic book, like trying to escape villain or trying to escape a prison with all the people you locked up. Yeah. 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 It, yeah, it it definitely was a a very tight unit. Uh, It like for me, I'll have to, you know, I haven't dropped a Star Trek reference in a while, so I'll do it tonight. Uh, for me, it reminded me of the arc that was done for uh, Star Trek Deep Space Nine when it went through its final arc of the Dominion War, where mm-hmm. it was uh, at least that when it was you know led up to the, the series finale. Uh, but I just think I was thinking of it whenever you were just breaking down. Uh, how well the writers and uh, production team did with the seven episode arc of mm-hmm. Oliver being in Slapside and, 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 and bringing some finality to, to that, you know, part of the story, but also opening it, using, using it as a springboard to open up even more possibilities for Oliver right. because he he did change. I mean, Turner was very you know you know having Turner as that foil in this episode really was a good way to show how Oliver how how the last seven episodes has has changed him as as the Green Arrow and if and when to season what Stephen said in an interview this week, uh, moving forward when he gets, you know, puts, dons the costume again, we're going to definitely see a different, a different Oliver Queen as, as Green Arrow because of the experiences he's had in Slapside. Yeah. And I'm yeah. looking forward, and I'm looking forward to that because, I mean, we, we are now, you know, we, you know, he was a very, Oliver's all has been a black and white character, um, mm-hmm. in, in his worldview. And we've seen glimpses of him trying to get a little bit more nuanced, but this experience really has 
that allowed this character to grow and show, and, and, and we're going to hopefully see that nuance that is that has been missing from him uh, up to this point. Right, right. And you know the, the way you you said that the black and whiteness of him and how he he didn't do his vigilante work in the gray. Um, it reminds me of season one and how it was really Felicity <laughs> who who challenged him in that regard and was I there's an episode early on in season one when she starts directly working with Diggle and him and she says this guy yeah he may have done a bad thing but he has a family and he did it for the right reasons and they kind of butted heads about it and so I wonder if the writers are really going to use that anchor point of Oliver Reed in prison has made him see things more it, through the lens of through a gray lens. Mm-hmm. Felicity not having Oliver around has made her move more into the darkness. Yeah. And and seen um, start to see things more black and white. Yep. Yep. I, I think that's a great parallel. I really hope that they go through it with it. I've always wanted a dark Felicity arc. You know, with a happy ending at yeah. the end, but still, yeah. I, I think it's within her right and just, just like everything. I, and I feel like they would have earned that just with the one phone conversation they had all the way in the first episode this season. Like yeah. it was clear that they understood what both needed to do, but they also are disagreeing with each other's methods. So yeah. I I wonder, and I, and even though Diaz is dead, uh, I oh. like how his final point was that no, that's what you made her to be. Now, granted, well, here's, we here's all little, know yeah. Diaz like what? So Diaz isn't dead. He's not dead. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So. But. But I like your point. Keep going, keep going, because I, yeah, I see, I, I, I like where you're going with this. Yeah, but it's the, the truth of it is that Diaz made Felicity that way because Felicity, all she she keeps harboring on the fact that her husband, her family, everybody had to leave in this situation, and that's all because of Diaz. Mm-hmm. So, so I, I, I. I thought um, for the few emotional beats that they did have, I really enjoyed those. The action scenes, uh, Daredevil may be canceled, but a lot of the camera work, a lot of the choreography in this episode, I I just was like, I've seen this on Daredevil. This, mm-hmm. like, very similar shots, very similar ideas going on there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, it it the action scenes were definitely you know one of those it was definitely given the camera work and the budget and everything that they had there were some pretty it, there were some very inspired work shots there but you're right i mean it's you know it it i think the thing that worked with this episode and something just to contrast it what we talked about with the flash was that it it they rightfully kept they didn't do any cutaways this week. It yeah. was a hundred percent in this prison and the action flowed 
and a and, a, and a, I know a lot of people were you know were, were blown away by the action sequences and, and I mean they, and they were I mean you know the uh, you know going up each level it was like you know you know metaphor for you know all the you know he's climbing to the to, you know to the to the heavens to get out of this to get out of this hellhole mm-hmm. uh, and so there was that there was the parkour where he was you know flying across and, you know, pretty impressive given that he was doing it with a hip injury. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. <laughs> but, uh, but, you know, getting back in universe, um, it, it, it was, it was, it was very, the action to me drove the story, not, you know, in, in, in a way that it was, you know, again, it was very metaphorical as far as all the things that Oliver has endured over the, over the, over the time period. So, yeah, visually stunning and all that. He had to rely on martial arts instead of his, you know, trusty, uh, bow and arrow. And, you know, he had to do some, uh, you know, work, you know, Batman is kind of, well, I don't want to say Batman, but, uh, Bat- yeah. Batman. Yeah. 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 But, <laughs> it was, it was Batman. I, yeah. I, I, I yeah, like but that. It, I like that. You, yeah. you make some good points about it being metaphorical for his yeah. journey and his drive to get out of prison and be with his family and be safe. And and what you were saying before about like they folk they may have focused on Oliver, but this episode didn't come out of nowhere. Like right. they've been hinting and developing these all of these various plot points occurring within the prison itself. Yeah throughout the first six episodes. Yep, so yep. now that we're focused on it, you get all of the payoff. Stanley. Oh gosh. Yeah. <laughs> that I, I like that. Like, I like I, I'm very intrigued because I foresee him coming that back in the later half of the season and potentially having to do with some, some of the stuff that's going on in future Starling city. Mm. Like, like I, I think that he's gonna get to, get to Felicity somehow. I'm pretty sure he's gonna go after her and William, and there's gonna be this, this, like I didn't know what you went through in prison. Much like how in season one it was all about, well I don't know what happened to you on the island, mm-hmm. and why don't you ever talk about it? And then the demons return. So in in a way, the prison is going to be used. His experience in jail is going to be used very much like in the early seasons, how his experience yeah. on the island was used. Yeah, I think yeah, I, you're, I think you're completely right on that point. And uh, so it's good that they're yeah, maybe maybe we'll I don't know if we'll, we'll, we won't have flashbacks to slab side because he shaved the beard, but <laughs> mm-hmm. but uh, but I think you're right in that they will use those experiences and I think um, I think you know getting to your point about Felicity going into the darkness and you know the fact that uh, you know, there's been a lot many hints subtle and otherwise uh, indirect that there is going to be some tensions with members you know with, with Oliver's post-prison life and you know I, I know some folks are like you know Dropping the like, oh, they're going to get divorced. I'm like, no, nah, I don't think that's going to happen. But I do think, uh, given that Felicity is going to a more darker um, outlook on things, and you know, probably one of the big points of consternation probably will be the fact that Oliver 
did not finish off Diaz when he had the chance. I think that is going to be, uh, you know, with this this new Felicity, I think uh, it's going to cause some, some tensions between her and Oliver uh, because, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I mean, because the man, hell, I mean, the, the man was bent on after he put Oliver away uh, trying to kill her and William. Right, right. No half measures. Yeah. Right. So we'll we'll see. I I'm looking forward to next week's episode so much. Yeah, yeah um, me too. I've I've heard I've seen Twitter comments already with people who've gotten screeners, and it looks sounds like it's not going to disappoint. It's going to set a high bar, and I I really as much as I resent the fact that the Flash gets their hundredth episode without interference from the crossover. I do appreciate this from a viewer standpoint of having them have eight episodes, all their same show. Mm-hmm. We're, we're, we're given the season finale. I view next week more or less along the lines of a season finale. And then right before the holiday break, we get this, this larger than life experience with the crossover, new characters, um, completely different situations. And and then we'll see um, see the next half in 2019. Yeah. So I I don't mind it. I think it's actually very strategic and clever, and seems to be paying off for the most part. It, it does. It does. Um, they are. I, I like the way they. Uh, you're right. I like the way they they set up the schedule this season, and um, uh, I think it's to the benefit of of all the shows. Mm-hmm. I yeah. can't speak well. I can't speak for legends, but just looking at my Twitter and how all, all the legend fans are talking about it, uh, it seems that you know folks are happy about that show as well. Yeah, I you know I mean we we may be I think at the end of the day, despite my own complaints about the Flash, there's still something about these shows that makes us continue to talk about them. Yeah want to watch them want to be up to speed on what's going on what could be happening speculation because that just like how um this past week was thanksgiving and it's important to be with family it's like this this creates a family like Mm -hmm. you watch these people every week so you feel like you know them so they're part of your family so it's just a a tradition it is traditional unlike any other to, to borrow a line (laughs) <laughs> all right well all right. i think that is it for us tonight will why don't you tell our listeners where they can find you yes you can find me at will and polk that's w-i-l-l-m-p-o-l-k and you can find me at sj belmont s-j-b-e-l-m-o-n-t please follow our crew on twitter at scene and nerd friend us on facebook follow us on instagram but most importantly rate subscribe and comment on itunes soundcloud and spotify we also do have a youtube channel so please check that out and subscribe subscribe there too good night geek out you're welcome